It's the Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine podcast, and I'm Janet Blair. Each week, I sit down with one of my girlfriends, whether it be Teresa, Natalie, Carrie, Kristen, Tara, Stephanie. We talk about whatever. We completely restore this trailer, you know, fry people's faces off as a bad Mexican. I don't understand the competition that goes on between women. Two girls and a bottle of wine. Over a glass of wine, bottle of wine, or sometimes a couple bottles of wine. Join in on Facebook at facebook.com slash two girls and a bottle of wine. Don't miss us. <laughs> Hi, I'm Janet. And I'm Carrie. And we, we are two, two girls, girls and a bottle of wine. wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. Carrie McLeod is back. Yay. And this time you're flying solo. Yes. I feel like when we do the group, that's awesome fun, but mm-hmm. I don't get one-on-one carry time. I kind of feel a little gypped. It feels like it's been a while. It does. But yes. it was fun. It was so much we fun last time. We did have a time. lot of fun. And, and we ate so much cheese. So much cheese. <laughs> oh, my God. We ate so much cheese. We cleared out the cheese. And your audience listened to us, you know, eating cheese and sucking <laughs> cheese out of our teeth and... It was wonderful. It was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one commented, so that's good, right? <laughs> they wouldn't dare. Right, because they know Carrie McLeod's on their ass. Or Teresa. Right? hmm So, this week's co-host is the extraordinary writer and owner of A Million Pairs of Shoes, Carrie McLeod. I feel like I forget to introduce you, Teresa. When you guys are, like, here mm-hmm. all the time, I'm just like, eh, hi, Carrie. <laughs> for people listening for the first time, they're like, Who? I think I think both Carrie me and Bradshaw? her. Yeah, me and, do you know how many times I've been compared to Carrie Bradshaw? Because you're a writer and you love shoes. And I got the curly hair going yes. on, and and I didn't have. I had my own big. Zach was big, Mr. Big. Yeah, absolutely. Zach was Mr. Big. Speaking of, oh, you know, I was. We're damn. recording. I know. <laughs> okay. I was down all weekend, and this was such exciting news to me. Sex in the City on Prime. Six seasons free. <gasps> Did you watch them all? Well, I watched two whole seasons yesterday. I know. I could sit and watch Sex and the City all day long, mm-hmm. and it would not be a problem. You know what I found, too? Because she likes she writes about a lot of the kinds of things I like to write about, so mm-hmm. it, always, it always gets me thinking even further. <gasps> Ooh, I could write about this. You know, I could mm-hmm. write about that. Yeah. How I'm- is your blog? <clears throat> Carryonlife.com. Yeah. I actually got some emails to my Carry On Life email asking, so are you okay? Are you going to write? Last time I wrote was May. I mean, I write every single day. Right. But I haven't wrote for my blog. And some of it, I I am going to post something this week. I actually wrote it a while ago, but I've been kind of nervous to post it because it's sort of a breach of my social contact with the contract with the world. People expect me to be... Carrie's funny. Carrie's fun to be around. Carrie's extroverted. I'm not extroverted. You know, Carrie's all these I think fun things. Things like social media, blogs, podcasts, they mm-hmm. allow us introverts yes. to pretend yes. like we're ex- extroverts, yes. but I'm yes. the same way. Yeah, and people expect me to be funny and stuff. And, and what I actually read about, I read about something that was much more personal. Um, I've battled, we don't really talk about mental illness I mean, we do, but we don't. There's mm-hmm. still, like, the shame and judgment around it. So I actually wrote about my own battle with depressive and anxiety disorders, both that I've battled my entire life. I have a good handle on it, but I thought it was a good time to just start talking about it. It's just hard for people. It's interesting because a lot of people who are funny, 
mm-hmm. are actually actually are bipolar or have depressive disorder, and it's hard for people to reconcile that in their in their brains. Like Robin Williams, like almost all comedians. Right. Um, Kevin Pollock did. Um, he's one that doesn't have a, um, a a mood disorder, but he did a documentary. Um, he directed a documentary released. I, I want to say winter, January, February. It's called uh, Comedy Loves Misery. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the other way. Misery Loves Comedy. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it, that's what it's about. It's about all those comedians that have, have either bipolar or depressive disorder. And, of course, they're funny about it. But the fact is, is it, it's something that's very real to these people. And a lot of times they develop, like for me, I, I became funny. I became funny because... You know, in my mind, there's a whole different world. There's a whole other darker side to me that's not as appealing, I think. You know, so being funny, if I can, you know, like get on Facebook and make people laugh or sit in the room and make people laugh, I get that moment of glory, you know, where I feel more connected with people. I seem warmer. I seem easier to get along with, easier to easier to love, easier to get to know. And it's not saying that's not me. It's just there's this whole other side to me. So I've been I've just been a little bit nervous about putting it out there because there's going going to be those people who are like this is too much information or you're just trying to seek pity. Stop worrying about you know? what other people exactly, think. Exactly. Carrie McLeod. Exactly. That's like that quote that that Cyril Connolly quote that I love to post is um, write for the public and and you could lose yourself. I don't remember the exact quote, but write for the public and you could risk losing yourself or write for yourself. And, you know, it's probably transverse, but you know what I mean? Like I, I had to remind Teresa recently, she posted something and she was like, I'm sorry, but this made me laugh. And I was like, stop live unapologetically. Right. It's stuff like that. It's not like you guys are throwing out daggers. At, you're not being internet trolls. Yeah, yeah. and those and people exactly. need to check. You themselves. know, and this will it, it will create some trolls. But you know, I'm used to the trolls. The I'm, trolls I'm are are introverts that find it easy to attack people, everyone. People are so behind brave their behind their keyboard or behind their steering wheels too. I have noticed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. They're so, so brave. Which is ignorant because we have concealed carry here. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, this isn't the first time that I've written something so open. You know, I wrote an entire blog about my recovery from, from an eating disorder. Um, and I think there's some strength in showing your vulnerability, but it's still hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, and I've wrote, so I've wrote some funny pieces. So I think... Over over the next couple of months, I'll be pretty consistent with my blog. It's just do you need me to like posted. prod you every once in a <laughs> yeah. while? Like... Give me a deadline. Just give me a deadline, <laughs> Carrie. I want this posted by I Thursday. Feel like you would totally respond with some excuse that would make me laugh and be like, "Okay, I'll push it out a week." <laughs> I was buying new shoes. You don't understand. You didn't wear your those big red shoes boots. were. I know, but I wore these glorious black fringy, fringy thigh high boots. I like those. I know, and they're comfortable to walk in. The red ones are. Not. <laughs> Big difference between the three-inch hills and the six-inch hills. There are. There are. Mm-hmm. And I am... I don't know how you girls do it. Like, two weekends ago, I was texting you. I wore these really cute shoes out. And by the end of the night, Steve and I were squabbling. Because I'm like, slow down. And he's like, wear shoes that are comfortable. And I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> and then, like, I get home and there's blisters on my ankles. And I'm I like, know. see? Look, look what you did to me. 
<laughs> I just want to be pretty for you. <laughs> you texted me the picture of those shoes, and I'm like, oh, Janet, those are bedroom shoes. <laughs> you got to tell me they're these all, things. They're all flat up at the top. They're they're not walking shoes. They they're, were not. They're very pretty, sexy in the bedroom with nothing else and on. We were downtown Denver, had to park and walk. And then this yeah. last weekend, I was smarter. I got these really cute fringy boots, but again, not a lot of support under the toes, very high heels, mm-hmm. and I put them on, I took a picture, and I'm like, Steve, I gotta change. I'm like, he's like, why? I was like, I want to avoid a fight this weekend. <laughs> he's like, okay, good point. I'm like, we got the picture, I'll break them in another time. Maybe when we're gonna park, walk, sit, walk, go home. Yeah. But those are great shoes. They're They're fun. They're great. But I like yours. I like the. It's like a cowboy boot. Yeah, they're exactly. They're like a cowboy boot. Those support you better. And they're not as high. Or I definitely make sure there's a platform up front. Mm -hmm. I do notice that. Mm -hmm. When you said that, I was like, she's so right. I love wedges. Yeah. I love wedges. I have, I have a couple of pairs of uh, Carlos Santana shoes. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. Oh, my gosh. They're so beautiful. They are so only bedroom shoes. <laughs> they are. They're just so stunning. I just want to take pictures of them and then go out. I was going to wear these. <laughs> right. See? Aren't they beautiful? They're gorgeous. Imagine these Carlos, on my feet Carlos right Santana. Now. They're art. <laughs> That's why you didn't wear them out, because you wanted to preserve the art. Exactly. So we got to talk about what's been going on with you. Mm-hmm. Um, last weekend, we had a cooking with Carrie incident. <laughs> yes. Tell yes. us all about Carrie, it, Carrie, Carrie, said, Carrie set herself on fire last you weekend. You sent me these text messages, and I'm like, I know. WTF, Steve, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie is on fire. I know. I send them to you and Teresa because I know I'm going to get adequate sympathy from you guys. But yes, I, I seriously, I set myself on fire. So I, I Ken took me to um, to McGraw. Oh, stop! Before we get into the fire situation, how was Tim McGraw? Tim McGraw was great, but truthfully, I like Dirk Bentley better. I agree be- with that. Better stage presence, mm-hmm. and and Dirk's is just hot. Did he take off oh. his shirt? Because I saw... Dirks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did he? Because he doesn't always. Like, I feel like that's a new thing, and I saw a recent picture, and I'm like, when did he get ebbs? He's just... Yeah. I've never seen them before. He's such a beautiful man. I wanted to kidnap him, but, you know, they they trapped me. <laughs> they trapped me. And I think they did it on purpose, because my friend Christy, she knows me, you know? She, she knows, and she thinks I'm hilarious when I drink, because I really am love on steroids. But part of the whole love on steroids is I get drunk and I wander off because I love everybody, not just the people you're with. I gotta spread. I gotta spread. I can't. I, I gotta spread carry out. <laughs> I gotta get to know everybody, and I'm like trapped. And I hadn't been to Fiddlers in a long time, and they didn't used to have like it's like this whole handicap thing. Oh, okay. You know, so we're 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 on the green. And we're down there, and I'm thinking, cool, you know, I'll just escape. I can't escape because we're trapped behind this whole thing. And then I look behind me, and there's like a sea of bodies. I still made best friends with the people around us. Mm -hmm. And and this girl, she was so cute. She was like, I don't know, maybe 18. (laughs) And I loved her, but I couldn't couldn't escape so I could go and steal him. Right. I really wanted to steal him. Good friends. God, he's so hot. All right, so let's go. Let's get back to your post-traumatic sauce disorder. Let's okay. go. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I was cooking him dinner, 
I, you know, I was going to cook a nice romantic dinner. I picked up a couple of really great steaks from the butcher. Butcher? Yeah. You have a butcher? Well, I went to a butcher for this because, you know, he took me to Tim McGraw. Oh, also the night before that, he took me swing dancing. And, you know, we've talked about how he feels about dancing. Dancing. Yeah, he's not that good. But <laughs> but he's trying. He took me. That was that was a super sweet thing to do. So, I wanted to cook him a nice dinner, so I got these really nice steaks. I was making like a mushroom wine sauce, and I'd had it simmering, and it was getting a little too thick, so I added some water to it and then turned the heat back up. And then walked away cuz you know that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> So I walked away, and I get distracted so easily. So I'm in my bedroom, and I'm putting my makeup on, and and then I'm, like, texting, and then, I don't know, I was watching something, and then all of a sudden my my fire alarm is going off, just one of them is going off, and I'm like, oh, crap. And I saw smoke, and I've burned stuff before, and there's been smoke. No, I turn around, and I look in the kitchen. It's flames. There's flames coming up from my stove, right? So stop. You see flames. And you decide to run into them? Well, I, how was I supposed to put the fire out? So, and I have flour. I don't have a, I do have a fire extinguisher now. We'll get to that in a moment. Yes. But I didn't have a fire extinguisher and I have flour, but the flour's like up in the cabinet above the stove because I'm not thinking in terms of putting out fires. I'm thinking of where's the flour going to fit. <laughs> So so I grab the pan, and I'm going to, you know, my kitchen's small. So I grab the pan, and I'm going to throw it in the sink, right? Well, fire's really hot. So I drop <laughs> the pan. At that point, I, I lit my right side on fire. Did not realize that I was on fire. I didn't realize this. I knew that I had singed my hair some up here. Fortunately, my hair was up, or I'd be bald right now. I'd be over here with some really funky blonde Afro wig or something. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> like that big Oprah mm-hmm. wig that she wears? Oh, God, that would be so cool. So, <laughs> so, not if I was bald no. to wear it. No. Yeah, so I dropped I drop the pan on the floor. I'm so concerned with getting the fire out. I don't realize that I'm on fire. So I'm trying to get the fire out. I, I'm kind of freaking out because, you know, I'm renting an apartment, right? And Do you have renter's insurance? Well, yeah, I have renter's Good. insurance. And it's not that It's not that big a deal where I burned the floor. Well, at that point, unfortunately, my door is unlocked. All my fire alarms are going off. I have five. <laughs> and they're all going off. And I only have five because it's like a requirement. Only five in an apartment. I well, think the apartments I, I lived in had like two. Well, it's a good size apartment, and and there there's some kind of requirement, the age of the building, and all that. They have to have them in each room, or maybe good. they just go above and beyond in the safety thing. So I did learn that all of my fire alarms work. Oh, good. Because they're all going <laughs> off. There's smoke everywhere. I'm on fire. Apparently, I was screaming. Ken rushes in. I had been doing laundry, so there's blankets and towels and stuff on my kitchen table. So he grabs a blanket, and he's, like, wrapping me in the blanket and beating me with a blanket, you know. And I'm concerned about the fire on the floor. And I'm, like, freaking out. The fire's out, and I'm freaking out about the kitchen. And he's so sweet. And he finally just grabbed my face, and he said, are you okay? And I said, I said, I think so. And he's like, you're burned bad. You know, my whole t-shirt, it was my favorite t-shirt, too. I, I, the pie t-shirt. Yes, I've seen it. epic pie day t-shirt. Yeah. Yes, I wore it here. Yes. It was perfect and pink, and there's not another epic pie day for a hundred so years. Sorry. So, anyway, then the firemen show up. Wait, were they nice firemen? Yes, they were nice firemen. Like calendar-worthy firemen? <laughs> One of them was. Okay. 
yes. Yay. Yes. But Ken's there, and he just saved okay, me from sorry, the fire. Sorry, so, sorry, So I can't be concerned about hottie, 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 toddy McFireson. Yes. So then ambulance comes, EMT, and they they told me they're like, we're taking we're taking you to the hospital, and I'm like, can't he take me? No, we're taking you. These could be third degree burns. We're taking you to the hospital anyway. It turns out I have second degree burns, lots of blistering, and ew, pussy, gross stuff. Just gross. But then on Monday, you know, and I got some Vicodin, which is always cool. <laughs> Vicodin is always cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got babied. Then on Monday, Ken came over with um, with a gift. And I got a fire extinguisher wrapped in a pink bow. That's so sweet. I know. It was so cute. Don't put it above the stove. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah, I won't. He's gonna put it some. He's gonna hang it. Oh, he's even gonna install it. Yeah, he's gonna hang it. Wow, for me. you didn't tell me that. He's handy. He's handy. I love he's, that I find these he's handy a men. Keeper. Yeah, you know, he <laughs> could. You know, the thing is, is that maybe he is my boyfriend, and he just doesn't need to define it or label it. And I'm adamantly opposed had, oh. to defining and labeling. And and I am a commitment phobe. I mean, we went through the whole Blake Shelton thing, and you know, you broke up with Blake because he's in rehab, right? According to the latest tabloid, Blake he's is in, in rehab? rehab. No, he's not in rehab, but the latest tabloid says he is. Yeah, I I really <laughs> I really like Blake, but you know, I saw Dirks. Dirks is hot. There's so many hot guys. In what about Chase Wright? Ooh, Chris Young. His oh, voice. Are you going to see him in November? I don't know, but his voice. I'm he's got that going voice. Solo. Oh, I want to go. I yeah, okay. just buy a ticket. General admission. I'll go with you. Yeah, yeah. Log on and buy a ticket. Oh, that'd be so much. General fun. admission is standing room only. His voice is amazing, isn't it? And yes. that song, that song, I'm coming He's over. Like Conway Twitty. Well, that I'm coming over song. Yes. His voice is like seriously. If that was about me, I'd be calling on my girlfriends. If Chris calls, I, he ain't coming over. Yeah. I ain't letting him come over. He is not coming over. But then he'd call with that voice and I'd be like, come baby, baby, I'm coming over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please. He is I'll, a I'll cutie. Like I've, he was <sighs> on National voice. Star a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first concerts at the Grizzly Rose when I first got hired there as a waitress. And really? I was the only one that knew who he was. I'm like, he, oh, oh. And now he's finally, like, this is his first headlining tour. Ah, yeah, I'll go with you. Yeah. That voice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Have you the little bra- black dress song he sings? Probably. Yeah. You. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure. Voice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've downloaded everything of his though. Yeah, he's got a great, mm-hmm. great voice. Okay, so you you burnt yourself, but you're okay now. You've recovered. <clears throat> well, then I got sick. Okay, so this last weekend, <laughs> I I was super happy with myself. Steve was traveling Friday night into Saturday morning, mm-hmm. so I'm like Saturday morning. I wake up, I start cleaning. I'm like, I'm gonna get my notes done, and I totally rocked him out. And I emailed him, but then I got this weird error message because email sometimes does that. It says we something error error. I'm like, crap, I didn't want to resend it because I didn't want to be the annoying person that sent two of the same emails. So I'm like, Carrie, I just sent you the notes. Will you make sure you got them? Well, Carrie doesn't always respond quickly. So I'm just like, I'll wait. (laughs) Then the next morning, I wake up at like 730 because I had to tinkle. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Carrie, text me, said, I got the notes. I was in the hospital. Dehydration. Like, what? Like, 
OMG, I don't care about the freaking notes. If you need to reschedule, not a big deal. What the hell? Like, that's what I, I know that's not what I type, but that's what I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> and then I hit send and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep. So I went back to sleep and then I woke up like a couple hours later and you still hadn't responded. And I'm like, I want to call her. And, and now I want to look at my phone. How long did I go to respond? I do that a lot because people are like, you suck at responding. I so I, I look, I'm just, you've tried I responded me. within three hours. I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Wait, wait. Steve sent me this. Interesting. <laughs> so in In Touch, which is not a reliable source, I am not saying that Blake Shelton is in rehab. It says rehab for Blake. It's a tabloid. Yeah. It's probably not true. Okay, so... I am really loving Blake. I just don't think I want to settle with one person right now. Okay, so... You... Okay, Plus my Ken, time's... Ken put me out. I was on fire. And he put me it's out. It's true. He earned some points there. So you That's sent me big. the text mm-hmm. at 8.30. Mm-hmm. At 8.59 is when I woke up to pee. And then you didn't respond again until 10.08. That's perfectly reasonable time. No, you should have responded by the time I woke up. No. No, I'm used to carry texting. You've trained me in the ways of carry texting. But. Yeah. So you, you had your fire. I'm so unpredictable, though. Because I can immediately. Sometimes I'm like, two minutes, two minutes, and I got it going. And then and then we're mid midway in the conversation, and then it's like the next day. Do-do-do. Where'd Carrie go? Yeah, oh, no. Carrie has left the building. Okay. Yeah, and then the next day I text back. Like, it'll, it'll be in the middle of a work day, and you text me these random stuff, and I'm like, you make me stop and smile, and I love it. And. <laughs> Then I text you back. We have some texting, and then poof, you're gone. I know. <laughs> it drives Amber nuts. It used to. She does. She's she's preoccupied with mom boy now, so she doesn't get too concerned They're about really it. They're really serious. It seems like <clears throat> gonna marry and all that for reals. Do they have a date yet? No, I don't think they're officially engaged. I think he wants to do it the right way, but he wants her to pick out a ring and all that. And you know, I I, I don't know. I've never been down that road. I'm yeah. just like. What was that noise? <laughs> that was very weird noise that happened. It was like a ghost type noise. Ooh. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> All right. So, and then you had dehydration this last weekend. That's why you were in the hospital. You I passed, passed out I at passed Target. out in Target. And Ken was not there to save you. How no. is he like not, like, I, I'm surprised he's not right here by your side. <laughs> you catch you know, yourself you okay? on fire. I went. I went for a walk yesterday afternoon because I've been sleeping and sleeping and sleeping. And I went for a walk, and he's like, "Do you want me to go with you?" No, I want to listen to my music. No, I'm going to go with you. No, I want to listen to some music. I want to just go for a walk every ten minutes. Seriously, are you okay? Do you want me to come get you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and you know, and I'm trying not to sound annoyed because it's sweet, and it I know so it's. Sweet. I know it's sweet and and, and it's wonderful and. I'm trying not to, but I, I, I just, you know how when you lay in bed for too long and, mm-hmm. and when you're in the hospital, the nurse, she's, she was so sweet. The nurse that was with me the most, you know, cause they do 12s, they do 12 hour shifts mm-hmm. and she kept telling me, get some rest, honey. I'm like, how am I supposed to get rest when I have a cuff going off on my arm every 30 minutes <laughs> and you in here checking my vitals all the time. You know, I, I want to go home. Let me go home. Let me go right. home so I can sleep in my own bed. But then there comes a point where it's like, God, I've just been laying here too long. I need to go move. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But he, he, did, he called like every 10 minutes. I might be exaggerating. <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. All right. I think he called me twice on the walk. <laughs> How long was your walk? 
Uh, it was about 45 minutes. So that's not bad. That's good. That's yeah. good. Now, with all this, how's the vegan lifestyle? Oh, the vegan thing, you know... <laughs> I feel like it's on hold. Well, I've been on a nacho kick. Uh, oh, and after the fire, he, after the fire in the hospital, he took me to he took me out for steak nachos. And, <laughs> and he, said, he said, you know, honey, if you want me to take you out to eat, <laughs> you don't need to do all this dramatic, passive-aggressive stuff. <laughs> Just ask me. I'm like, well, you could have told me that. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's nice. He's a nice man. All right, so summer is coming to an end. I believe the first day of fall is happening tomorrow or the next day. Yes, I'm so excited. I know. Boots. I know. <laughs> Lots of I know. boots. Because I'm wearing boots already because it's past Labor Day, so I'm wearing boots, but it's like 90. I know. <laughs> Steve and I. <laughs> and I stopped spray tanning, so I'm wearing pantyhose. So Friday, it was a little chilly. Mm-hmm. Like high as 71. Yeah. And then like... Saturday, Steve came home, we went to dinner, and it was a little chilly that night. So Sunday we wake up and we're like, oh, it might be chilly. The high is only 79. And we're like, oh, probably won't hit that if that's the high. So we, like, pack, like, sweatshirts and stuff. We go to downtown Boulder yesterday, and then we're both like, oh, my God, it's so hot. (laughs) What the hell? It's September. I'm like, I think I'm getting old because I'm ready for fall before it hits. (laughs) <laughs> that little Mexican boy sure screws up the weather. The El Nino. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I think we just offended people. Yeah. <laughs> and we're supposed to have like a, a Godzilla El Nino this year. I know. Like, we're going to have to be Skype. You better download Skype on your phone because we'll be having to Skype for the okay. podcast because we can't commute in this. Well, I don't think it is snow. Like, no, always. they're saying like it's going to be we'll like be snowed in. Crazy town. Sweet. But before we think of fall and winter, what's been the highlight of your summer? You know, I've had such a crappy, crappy, crappy summer. <laughs> You've been summer. going through some stuff. Oh, my God. It's like every single possible thing that can hit has hit. And I can vouch for her. She's not being dramatic. Yeah. I mean, normally I have no drama in my life. My life is happy and pleasant. And then everything, every possible thing that could hit has just hit. So... Would the Dirks, highlight Dirks be the Yeah, highlight? I think I think Dirks and then the whole finding out sex in the city is on Prime and I can watch it for free. Yay! On my phone. <laughs> uh oh. While I was in the hospital. <laughs> While the boss has got his head turned. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, just kidding. All right, it's that time of the week when we take a moment to celebrate a fierce woman in the world. Mm-hmm. We call this our woman crush of the week. So you go first. Okay. First of all, I have to say, I, I, you know, because like I said, I've gone through some serious crap this year. So all of my girlfriends have been amazing. Um, absolutely amazing. I have, I am so blessed with such amazing friends, including you and Teresa, Amber, you know, I, I'm so blessed with that. You know, I don't know that I could have gotten through everything had I You've not been had so much. Yeah. Had I not had. And yet you ask you guys nothing. in my life. You ask. No- I'm like, let me know what you need. Yeah. Seriously. Let me know what you need. No, and I she think asks for nothing. Yeah. So often it's just just listen. That's all I that's all I need It's just just to listen. And so I, I'm so blessed with such amazing friends. And I shouldn't just say my girlfriends. You know, I have I have several guy friends, too, who are who are amazing. I have a new friend, too, who is he lets me vent all kinds of stuff to him, which is great. But 
Officially, my woman crush of the week is somebody I work with. Her name is Courtney McClellan. We call her Courtney McSunshine. She's a She's a nurse and what her actual position is. And, you know, I lost my office, like, I don't know, close to a year ago. Because I only have the one direct report who mm-hmm. doesn't really report to me. And we needed space. So I, I moved into, like, this suite. So I sit next to Courtney. And what she does, she's a nurse, but she's the one that makes sure... All the patients that are transfused at Children's Hospital are transfused correctly, follow, you know, policy. She keeps up with policy and procedures and protocols and all of that. And there's a lot involved in that in blood transfusion, so much involved in that. And she does all that. And her communication style is amazing. It's absolutely amazing because she's one of those people, she really listens to you. And even if she's disagreeing with you, she's still validating you. You know, while she does it. I wish I had that ability. Oh my God. She is so good at it. But the thing I love the most about her is she's so cheerful and she's so positive. It is, you know, it was so sad for me to lose an office. I had an office for 15 years, you know, and I'm thinking, where do I get to nap now? Right. I have to go to meetings now to take naps. (laughs) Right. You can't. And then I have to take naps in front of everybody because they're all at the meeting. So, you know, but it's, it's been wonderful. I am actually happier sharing this space sitting next to Courtney because she's always she's so positive. She never has an unkind thing to say about anybody. She's just she's just incredible. You know what? She kind of reminds me of you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, she does. That's really sweet. Yeah. So we call her Courtney McSunshine, and she's Aww. she's she's amazing. And you know, there's probably so many patients who have her to thank, and they don't even know it. You know, they have, they have the no unsung idea. heroes. Mm-hmm. And that's like all of the lab. You know, the lab is just like that. They're, the lab is 80% of a patient's chart, but you don't, you don't realize that. You don't realize no. all those people doing all that work. But she's, she's huge because, you know, some of the biggest safety concerns are when you're doing blood transfusions. And she's amazing. I got to say, I've, I've not a blood transfusion, but my, I go to a doctor where I can look at all my stuff online mm-hmm. and, what I think is a very simple doctor's appointment, I go online to look at like the summary and oh, there's yeah, like your blah, and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. there's so many people involved in this one 20 minute yeah, checkup. Yeah, it truly is a team. It, it is. It is a team that you just don't And until realize. you just said that, I never really mm-hmm. thought about it. I remember go- logging on and going, well, that's above my head. But the doctor says I'm good. So yeah. I'm not going to read into anything that's on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I think having it, my chart online, you know, we do the same thing at Children's, mm-hmm. and most every most hospitals and clinics now are on electronic medical records. See, that it's was my first safer. time. Yeah, I was it's like, safer. Oh, I can get online and look at everything. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great to be able to do that, but I think it can also be very confusing too if you don't understand yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I have a stomach ache, and they have like this very long word for it, and I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think hmm. I would ever look at my chart until I've already talked to the doctor. Yeah, and and know what the situation is. And in most cases, your chart's not going to be available to you until you have talked to the doctor. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So she is one of those unsung heroes. She is. She's she's amazing. All right. So my woman crush of the week is a real person outside of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's not someone I know, but it would be someone I would like to know. Marissa Mayer. She is uh, 2015's America's self-made woman. She has a net worth, net worth, not that this matters, 
of $380 million. Holy cow. She's 40 years old. She is married. Um, she has a Bachelor of Arts uh, in Science from Stanford University, a Master of Science from Stanford U- University. She was number 36 on Forbes America's Self-Made Woman in 2015. She was number 22 on Power Women of 2015. She is Yahoo's chief, one of their chief executives. Yeah. Wow. Chief's pay package. Um, let's see. Hold on. The Yahoo Chiefs pay package jumped 69% to $42 million in 2014, making her one of the country's highest paid CEOs. Wow. Well, you got to think Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Like, Yahoo may have taken a dip in the last few years because Google kind of, like, rocked the world. Right. But Yahoo is still... I've been had a Yahoo email address 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she is... Um, she took the helm of Yahoo three years ago. She has upgraded content, including hiring journalist Katie Couric and Matt Bai, and pursued an aggressive acquisition strategy aimed at boosting mobile revenues. And yeah, she's just one of those women that I'm just like, I want to be you. 40 years old. Yeah. It makes you go. Some of them make me tired, though. (laughs) Yes. You think about all the stuff they do. I'm like, she's I need a nap. You have a master's degree. I do. I have an MBA. I don't. And I'm just like... I'm not using it. But that's typical. But then there's, like, you're you're higher up the food chain. No, I'm not. You kind of are. No, really, I'm not. <laughs> you're not a CEO, but... I'm, I'm down here, bottom of the not. food chain. You're Trust me. bottom. No, I am. We've talked I'm about this. We've talked about your job. No, it's not important. <laughs> I bet your boss would say differently. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's my woman crush of the week. And I'm trying to focus more on less Hollywood. Every once in a while I throw in real life ones, but I get, I cry so freaking easy Mm -hmm. and I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. So we've been having a lot of moving screenings here. I know. This is one I want to see. And it's De Niro. Yeah. With Mm -hmm. um, Anne Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, the movie comes out the 25th of September. It's called The Intern. And tomorrow, we have selected our lucky winners who get to go see Warner Brothers The Intern, starring Robert De Niro as a 70-year-old widower, becoming an intern for an online fashion site founded by Anne Hathaway, um, or her character named Jules. And the movie hits theaters September 25th. And our winners are Kelly Caldwell, Tammy Clowers... Woody, Sebastian, Beverly Purnell, and Riley Purnell. Do do these people get? Do they each get two tickets? Yes. Oh, I'm going to ask one of them if I can go. <laughs> I bet I could get you in if you're available. I won't, I won't be able to go. You're so limited with your like any time. Like I tell all my co-hosts, any time. Let me know. I have kids so often in the evening. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Hollywood happenings time. Excited about this? Um, yes. Before we Woo-hoo. before we hit the Hollywood happenings, did you watch the um, Emmys last night? No. Amy Schumer won an Emmy. Yay! Yeah, I was so excited. It's Yay. not on here because I made these notes on Saturday, but mm. she won an Emmy, and I'm very excited for her. Don't ask me what the Emmy was, but she won. Yay! Go Yay. for her. 
I kind of don't care about the whole little Fashion Week thing. Oh, okay. So we'll go on to the next one. John okay. Stamos. I like him. He was at the Emmys. He actually just got out of rehab. I didn't even know he went into rehab. So a couple months ago, we talked about his DUI. And then it kind of faded off into the distance. And now he just got out of rehab. And then he was at the Emmys last night. So he's doing remember good. a history of him drinking, drugging, DUIs. I don't. I kind of feel like he's just wanting to get on the bandwagon of, you know. Like, I'm like he cool feels again. Left, like, he, he has feels a, left out. He has a show coming out this fall called, like, The Grandfather. Like, he's playing, playing The Grandfather. That man is hot for a 52-year-old. Yeah. yeah. That man is just hot. He is. He is. <laughs> And then Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, Uncle Jesse, I loved him. Me too. <laughs> Jessica Simpson was recently on the Home Shopping Network, and she appeared to be drunk. But according to the Home Shopping Network president Bill Brand, she wasn't. I don't know. I watched the video. I kind of think she was. <laughs> I don't I mean, blame her. Here's my thoughts. My thoughts are: I don't care. <laughs> I love those shoes. I love Jessica Simpson shoes are amazing. They are so stylish and sexy and But they're not comfortable. You have to get the platform. Right. You you do. You, you have, have to, to get the platform. Yeah, you have to get the platform, which lots of hers do and and she's got great bags and I don't care she can drink all she wants. <laughs> there we go. All right, so I added something this week called Carrie's Corner. What's on Carrie's mind this week? Because I feel like you're always contemplating things, and I feel like there's things. But you then when I put on this, when I'm put I on the spot, that. I, I that's I why I send you the notes know. on Saturday for Monday. You have time to prepare. See, I'm better. I'd be better off just in the future if you don't even <laughs> don't put, put that there, <laughs> and then you just ask. I'll me. just put them on my notes. Yeah, because like, I wing it. All right. So, so what's on your mind this week? Yeah, I wing it so much better. I don't. I don't know. I, I've been delirious with fever and and and. But you're okay now, right? And yeah, I am. I'm not I mean, throw I you into we, like a rehash of like. I think we stuff. can hear in my voice that I'm still, you know, kind of. I've heard you sniffly and coffee, mm-hmm. but not. Terribly. There you go. <laughs> on cue. All right, we'll move on to the chatter portion. Okay. So, what men and women look for in a partner? I'll have a lot on my mind about this. <laughs> so, new research on what heterosexual people consider desirable and essential in a mate ha- has uncovered some interesting results, and they don't exactly make us look great. No, not at all. No. Mm-mm. So... Did you look at the article? Yes, I did, actually. And? Well, I wish I could have seen more of it. I wish I could have actually seen the survey and seen, I mean, relative, relative to other qualities, where are they putting this this stuff? Um, like 80% of men want a partner with a slender body. 92% of men say it's desirable or essential that their partner is good looking. I, I, I want to know what this is relative to. What else was you on this? this? I want to see the survey. Right. 97% of women want a mate with a steady income, but 74% of men want a mate with a steady income, mm-hmm. which isn't the side that most people look at. It's right. usually, oh, that girl's a gold digger. But but I want to see... I want to see... I want to see if it's relative to other attributes or if I I want to see how the survey was worded to see if we really are this bad in this shallow. 
Because maybe this is taken out of context, and I want to believe it's taken out of context. Although from the things that I see, I don't think it is. I think we really are. You're in real life. You see it. Yes, I think we really are this shallow, and I think we've become more shallow with social media, more and more and more and more shallow. Because people see your Mm -hmm. life, and they make more judgments. Right. Yeah. Right. And 69% of women want a partner who has made or will make a lot of money. Kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. 47% of men are the same way. 46% of women say it's very important that their partner make at least as much money as they do. As a woman, I could see where that's... Yeah, sort of. Except we have more purchasing power than we've ever had as women. And so it feels like, what, are we regressing? I don't think I'd have a problem if, if I made more money than my mate. Really? No, I, I don't think that I would. I have certainly been with men that I think would have a problem if I made more money than them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would challenge their masculinity, and you know, and maybe which... that's what I'm. I want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I've not been with anyone up until recently. I think I'm getting closer mm-hmm. <laughs> to being equal with my partner mm-hmm. financially, and. So I think it's always kind of given them a, a leg up in the man mind. Right. In my mind, I'm like, whatever. I, we split bills. We've always split bills. Right, right, <laughs> right. But I, I, I just you find seem this, frustrated by this article. No, I, I find it very discouraging that how shallow we are, and 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 I want to believe. I do want to believe this is taken out of context, but of course I watch this. And, and another thing that came to mind though is. Well, first of all, you know, people people have their lists of, you know, single people have their lists of what they want in a person, you know, what they what they look for in a person, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Tell me when it comes to your list, because I know you mm-hmm. have one. We all do. Yeah. I mean, in the back of my yeah. mind, of course. Yeah. I know what things I like and what things I don't. Is Ken what works. that list? I, I think so. I think I think part of my challenge with with Ken, and this is some place where he's he's very um, he's very patient and he's very understanding. Uh, and like I said, I don't think he really feels like he has to label anything. I know what he feels about me, you know, and it, it's it's strong and it's wonderful. But at the same time, he's also very patient about the fact that it's it's. It was April that that Zach and I broke up, and and you know I I love Zach. I still love Zach, and you and Zach were together for four years, and friends for for several years before that, and a pretty intense relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were we really were best. friends. I feel like and, most things that you do mm-hmm. is with a level of intensity. Yeah, I feel like you're. That's, you know, part yeah. of your introvert. But when you do do something, yeah. it's going to be intense and Exa- with all exa- of exactly. your being. Yeah, I'm very passionate and I put yeah. 100% in. And, and so so he he's very patient in that. So I think maybe sometimes it makes me not quite willing to see everything about Ken yet, if that makes sense. No, the, I got the, you. The beautiful part about it, though, is that Ken is not pushy. I have a friend right now who 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 has a guy she keeps giving chances to, but the guy is so whiny and needy, and and I love you, and why don't you love me back? And, you know, that whole thing. Uh, and I'm like, he's a girl. Run. He's like, he's a girl. I dated, yeah. when I was dating, I dated a couple guys like that. And it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm very empathetic. I will empathize with you, empathize with right. you. And then finally you're just like, 
Shut the F but see, up. Th- that's the thing, too. I'm very empathetic, too. I'm very compassionate. However, if I lose respect for you, it's all over. there's no chance Next. I'm ever going to love yeah. you. I can care about you. You can be my friend. Is she at that point? I will never... Oh, she's she's so done with that. Okay, she good. she she is. I I I like alpha males. I like the very masculine, go after what they want kind of alpha males. Not not needy, but at the same time are able to have the balls. They have the balls to show some degree of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like that play it too cool because that's just the flip side of the needy. And it's you player know, material. I don't want to get hurt. I don't right. want to get hurt, yeah. so I'm going to play it cool, and I'm going to let you chase me. Right? No, I don't. I don't like that. I like the the alpha male. So going as far as list, but my list is there's nothing shallow on my list. Nothing. Yeah. I mean nothing. I. I yeah, I want to be physically attracted to a guy, but I think my definition of what's attractive is very broad. I've also dated men who are extremely traditionally good looking, but after you date them for a little while, it's like, yeah, you're Sometimes so it doesn't not... take a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a couple days yeah, and you're like, like we yeah, look pretty or, together, but I need more. Yeah, or, or like the guy who's so hot, but he's just stupid. Yeah. And it's like, if I can't have a conversation with you, I, fine, you can look pretty for like one date. Yeah, and then after that, no. So Let's and take then, a picture so I can look back on it. Yeah, and then <laughs> I mean a good example too is is that physician that I had a crush on for so long, who I'm friends with now. You know, the more shallow of my friends, they could not understand at all. You know, you never I think, showed me a picture. I, I can show you one today. He's I think he's a very good looking man. Women who are closer to my age actually think he's a very good looking man, but they always justify, they qualify it with for his age. I think he's an attractive man, but I think he's an attractive man because he's good, he's kind, he's compassionate, he's brilliant, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I just don't have a crush on him anymore because we became friends and, and I realized it doesn't Friend fit. Friend zone. Yeah. But I have noticed that people have so many of those shallow attributes. Now, here's an interesting thing that I was thinking about as I was reading these notes is, you know, people move so fast into relationships now. I mean, sometimes, seriously, like you can look on Facebook and, and one week some woman is, she's so depressed and she's so lonely and why can't she meet anybody? And two weeks later, she's moving in with somebody. Right. It's like, what the fuck? What? What? Well, Steve and I have been together for five and a half years and mm-hmm. I can, I lost count of how many couples met, dated, moved in together, got married, <laughs> In the five and a half years that Steve and I have been dating. Yeah. And as a female, every once in a while, like, tugs on me, and I'm like, what's wrong with me? But <laughs> it's a slow... You should slow yeah. your roll. Well, and I think I think when people are looking at shallow things... Yes, they move much faster. I think, yeah, I think, oh, she's attractive. I'm just going to try and fit her into what I want in somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think sometimes you can imagine that person. So you start giving them attributes that they don't actually possess. Like right. you do want somebody who's nice and funny and kind, but... You know, you just start throwing those attributes at that person because that person's so good looking. So, of course, they have to be all those things. Right. And then they're pissed that they're not and that you can't change them. And and so it's like, why not step back? Because to me, people become all the people I love in my life are extremely attractive to me. Because I got to know them, mm-hmm. you know, I, I took the time to get to know them. And, and in all honesty, I don't like extremely good looking men. I really don't. They don't try as hard. And they're not, as, like, there's not a lot of depth to them, typically. No. I don't want to... 
And, and, and that's not always yeah, stereotype. Yeah, and that's not always the I case. I want to say like 75% of the time. They mm-hmm. don't have to be deep. Yeah. They just have to smile. Yeah, and you know, and of course it's not always the case. I was I was involved, you know, shortly after very short brief affair and and we're I'm still friends with this man, but um he was he was a fighter, like a, a pro MMA. fighter. Yeah, like MMA fighter. Um extremely good looking man. You mm-hmm. know, my gay friends were like, That boy is hot. You know, very good looking man, but also incredibly brilliant. He was going to the School of Mines, incredibly brilliant, you know, has a lot of depth, thinks about the world, thinks about, we had some different politics, but the fact that he thinks outside of himself, but, you know, truthfully, my issue, my issue, I mean, I've met very intelligent, very attractive. It's not like you're one or the other, you're attractive or you're intelligent. You can be both. Yeah, you can absolutely be both. The thing with some really extremely good-looking men is they don't try as hard because they haven't been conditioned to try as hard. Right. Because they have so many, you know, like you can look on Facebook and the ones that are extremely good-looking, they have all these women. Oh, you're so yummy. You're so hot. I wish you were my boyfriend. I wish I could run my fingers through your hair. I'm like, seriously? Seriously. Who says that? <laughs> All these crazy, desperate women who I care about that shallow stuff. I've been in those shoes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I, I'm ashamed to say it, but I, I know so many women who, like, if they're, if they're good looking, if they have long hair, if they play guitar. Oh. It's like, really? Really? Because I, I like somebody who's kind. Mm-hmm. I definitely like those alpha males who, who do pursue you. They're not afraid to pursue you. Even though they're nervous, you know, I I, I like more average looking men. Mm-hmm. I really do. But yeah, this is disturbing to me. Well, let's go on to the next thing about caffeine. Okay, I'm sorry. Are you a coffeeer? I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I knew when I chose these articles to discuss that Carrie would have an opinion. And you know what? That's what I love about you. Because I'm not going to be like, okay, let's read through these, blah, blah, blah. Next... All right, this next one. Yeah, Terry's got next. an opinion about everything. Are you a caffeine caffeine person? Yes. If you want me to like people, yes, I am. Yes, <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought so. I I thought this article would be good for you. Four amazing effects of caffeine. Mm-hmm. Some of these I didn't know. Did you know it enhances your memory? You know, I drink a lot of coffee. I wouldn't. I would probably be Alzheimer's because I don't have the greatest memory. Do you add a lot of sugar? Because sugar is. Isn't that, like, linked to Alzheimer's? Oh, I don't know. Because I'm wondering. I don't know. I do feel sharper. I do feel more focused. With your coffee. Mm -hmm. So if you don't do coffee, you're just like, bleh. I'm not very nice. (laughs) So according to researchers at Johns Hopkins University, caffeine might help boost your memory for at least up to 24 hours. Participants in a double-blind... What is a double-blind study? I, I like saying it because I feel like I know what I'm talking about. A, a double blind study is that they don't know. They don't know what they got. Okay. They don't know if they got the placebo or if they got okay. the, the real deal. But double blind study sounds very cool. Yeah, it's, it's a better methodology than than people knowing because then you're influenced by whether you know. So these people in this double blind study mm-hmm. took either a 200 milligram tablet. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. 200 milligram tablet of caffeine or a placebo. Just five minutes after studying a compilation of photos. And they seem to perform better. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. 
You want to talk about naps? Caffeine may boost your naps. No, I wanted to talk about the workout one, so you can talk about the naps. Okay. <laughs> I love how you just you steer this this car. I know. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so caffeine may boost your naps, which I have always been like, Steve, you drink so much caffeine. How are you wanting to take a nap at 2 p.m.? While this might sound weird, interestingly, in 2014, research shows that caffeine can turn your power naps into super power naps. How? It's all about the interplay between the caffeine and adrenaline. And then, see, you should have taken this one. I don't know how to say that any more than you. And denosine, a chemical compound that causes you to feel sleepy as the day wears on. So I'm telling you, Steve is the king of naps. He wakes up and he can't do anything without caffeine. Mm -hmm. And then he'll have another cup of coffee. And another cup of coffee. But then like two hours later, he's like, I'm ready for a nap. (laughs) And I'm like, how is that possible? I weaned myself off of caffeine a couple years ago. Hallelujah, that was a hard, hard feat. But I'm never going to do that. <laughs> I know. There's lots of people out there like that. So I go for the decaf tea in the morning while everyone's going for the coffee. Um, but how do you like people? I like life. I do. I'm weird. <laughs> I like that I wake up and I have something to do every day. I don't and- want people to talk to me. Do not talk to me until I drink coffee. I am sorry. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like I should apologize. I It took a lot. Like, I used to... It was never coffee. It was Diet Coke. I'd wake uh, up and start chugging Diet Coke. And that, like, is super bad for yeah, you. Yeah, that's Courtney. Courtney I only add it to my, my Malibu now. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I'm addicted to. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I like, I'm not addicted it. to my vodka and my Jamba Juice. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. So you walk in tonight and you're like, I got my Jamba Juice, which is typical. Mm-hmm. That's her dinner. And she's like, I have vodka. I have potato juice. And I'm just so confused. I think like, it just made it more healthy. I put potato yeah. juice in. Russians believe that vodka can cure anything. So there you go. What's the lifespan of a typical Russian? Not that you would know that off the top of your head. You're like looking at me like, the fuck are you asking Well, you know, me? thinking in terms of like Zach's grandma, I mean, she's she's old. How she's old? She's still fiery, and I think she runs the Russian mafia or something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why it's been hard for you to get away from that one. Yeah, I love her. She's insane, and I love her. All right, so caffeine and workouts. Go, Carrie, go. Caffeine can charge up your workouts. I could tell you this, so it's a good idea to stop by Starbucks or, you know, I I do the little caffeine things. You what know? do you mean? Like the little caffeine power drinks before I go work out. Okay. It what brands? Me. You know, just like some of the, like, 24-hour energy, but okay. those things, but the ones with caffeine. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'll I'll do those, or, or sometimes I'll get coffee in the afternoon. The whole thing about the naps, though, no, I, if I drink coffee, so if I drink coffee after, say, noon, noon or 1 o'clock, I mean, I power up on coffee in the morning. Like, I've gotten quad shots from, from Starbucks, Whoa. then drank more coffee. And the quad shop is after drinking a pot at home. <laughs> I know. People ask, well, how many cups do you drink? Do you mean pots? <laughs> like, cups? what size of cup are you talking cups? about? What are you talking about? Cups? Like, 120 ounce? Like- <laughs> but if I, I have to cut myself off about noon or I'm not going to be able to sleep. Period. So it still affects you. Some people, it doesn't. Like, But I do. I was to the point where I could drink a Diet Coke right before I went to sleep and it didn't affect me. Mm. 
But if I woke up and didn't drink a Diet Coke, I'd get a headache. But if I if I continue drinking caffeine, that's how I make myself go work out. Because if I don't work out and sweat my butt off, then I'm not going to be able to sleep. Mm. But if I work it out, then... But yeah, I definitely feel a big difference between caffeine. Actually, no, I can't say I feel a difference because I don't think I've ever worked out without caffeine. <laughs> like ever. Tomorrow? In my life. No, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> I'm not going to... Nope. <laughs> Somebody else can do that experiment. I'm not oh, doing that. Let's see. Let's, set, let's ask Amber if she's willing to do the no caffeine workout challenge. Do you want to talk about the next one? Because <laughs> I feel like this is so funny for you. Kevin, why is it so funny for me? I feel like you could do it in such a better way than I could. I'd be all... <laughs> Caffeine may reduce erectile dysfunction. <laughs> so, gentlemen, if if you can't get it up, if you're floppy, drink some coffee. It might help. <laughs> if you're floppy, drink some coffee. Oh my god, you did it so much better than I anticipated. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that should be a motto. <laughs> it should be a slogan for one of the. Come on, Folgers, the, you got it. Starbucks, Starbucks, we got a great, great, great slogan for you. Oh goodness, gentlemen, if you're floppy, drink some coffee. <laughs> Have Ooh. you ever been with a guy who has that problem? <laughs> Why should I ever answer that question? <laughs> we we are we do not talk about that. Carrie, you put it in your notes, <laughs> but it didn't have to be personal. Have you? No, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Liar. No, really, I haven't. Never ever? No. What do you do? You got to teach me your ways. Maybe it's me. Damn it. I was going to say something, but it's really dirty. And it sounds very <laughs> Samantha Jones, so I'm going to not go there. <laughs> You'd rather be Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when you're in long-term relationships, I feel like it happens. Like, no, I'm not talking about Steve. Like, before Steve, like, well, you know, Steve, <laughs> now I have to wait for Steve to get back. Steve, you need to drink more coffee. No, he drinks a lot of coffee. But I mean, yeah. I suppose, I, I suppose, like, you know, guys when they've been really, really drunk. Yeah. You know, and I'm the same way when I'm drunk. And I think it's all, sometimes it can be mental for a guy. When it, when I'm when I'm really drunk, I want to get it on. But once I lay down, it's like, okay, just don't jostle me. <laughs> go ahead. Come on, go do, do whatever. Hurry just up. don't jostle me yet? too much. Okay, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us the details about this next one. <laughs> the oh, okay. <laughs> we're still talking about erectile dysfunction. I think you like that. Oh, we're so no, I don't like that. <laughs> okay, we can talk about fat people. That's Fattest where that's things. where that's where I'm at in the Sex in the City, where Sh- Charlotte is married to Trey. Oh, and he never oh. gets it up. Yeah, three months, three months where he can't get it up, and he, I, whoa, yeah, I've been gone. So we are foodies. <laughs> and so I thought that's why this article would be perfect for us. People, of course, I read this. I'm like, Janet thinks I'm fat. Oh, don't! No, no. You know, I always like... do that. I always do that with the foodie stuff. I'm like, Janet thinks I'm fat. No, because you like food like I do. I know I do. I love food. And you know, so people confess to the fattest thing they have ever done. I love that. Yeah, but... and this article has like 20, but I only pulled a few of them. But. I, I'm a recovered bulimic. I can top all of these. I I figured. Yeah. I didn't. 
<laughs> that is that bad? Should I not have included this article? No, okay. no, because I still, I mean, you know, I don't do the things that I did when food was my drug, of course, right. but I still do some fat things. We all sure. do. We all do. Yeah. I'm horrible. When Steve's gone, like, nobody sees me. <laughs> I'm a closet eater. Mm-hmm. Hello. So this person claims that they ate half a cake once when I should have only had one piece. I was horrified and didn't want anyone to know, so I finished the cake, baked a whole new one, forced myself to eat the one, um, the one allowed piece. Yeah, that's funny. Or you know how you keep just going back yes. to the kitchen and doing the slivering the off, sliver, the yes. slivering off. Or you like take your finger around the whole bottom, like just to get the extra and then frosting. You'll, and then you try and convince yourself that you didn't actually eat all that cake, but there's nobody else there. <laughs> so you know you're the one who ate the cake because you're the only one home, the only one who's been around the cake, and you've done it in those little slivers. What was the last thing you did like this? I can't. I'm, like I'm trying to think, and I know I do it all the time, but I try to like. Thing? I try to like erase it from my memory. I don't know. Let me think about it as we go through the list. Okay. So another person, if you want to talk about the brownies, I ate two pounds of brownies in less than an hour. Two pans. Two pans. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that I'd eaten that much until I saw the two empty pans. I regret nothing. I feel like I would throw up. Two pans. Well, there would have to be ice cream involved. Well, in my bulimia days, I've certainly done that. Really? Yeah. I regretted it and got rid of it. Don't do that. And that's why I wear dentures now. But <clears throat> yeah. Public service announcement. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, this other person bought a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts, parked somewhere where there was no one around, didn't want to go home for my girlfriend to see, and ate... In silence. Well, there were a few silent moans, I'm sure. And maybe a little toots. Can you imagine? I Steve had a very bright idea. Like a month ago, he was like, I was like, what do you want for dinner? Oh, let's do ham and cheese. And he's like, what about if we go get Krispy Kremes and put ham and cheese on them? We did. <laughs> and I'm like... and i'm like why do i feel nauseous (laughs) i couldn't imagine eating a whole dozen oh they're greasy Mm -hmm. all right anniversary time carrie anniversary time wife and i walk four blocks down the hill to the house of prime rib we gorge on meat 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 Oh, yeah, there's a salad, and we eat that, too. Groaning with pleasure, we waddle out of the restaurant, look up the hill. We can see our apartment. I look at her. She looks at me. We hail a cab. (laughs) That's love. There's times when you are just so stuffed. You can't walk four blocks. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. A double hamburger with the ends made of grilled cheese sandwiches. Grilled cheese, patty bun, patty grilled cheese. I could literally fill my arteries clogging. When I read that, I'm like, I still want to try that. I know. <laughs> so I made these notes on With Saturday. With bacon, too. And put oh, bacon on it? Yes. Oh, my God. So I made these notes on Saturday. Immediately afterwards, I made a grilled cheese. That was my lunch. <laughs> did you just? No, did you I ponder? didn't. <laughs> yeah. If I mm. had hamburger patties, it probably would have been a dangerous situation. But I don't. <laughs> For a reason, I just had a grilled cheese, and it was lovely. Uh, 
I once ate almost an entire bucket of those cheese balls. Then I sat there in my orange shame, reflecting on the choices I've made to keep my fingers from getting orange and gross. I eat them with a shame spoon. That would be difficult. One of those large ones? Like, I'm picturing one of those really large ones. Can you see eating with a spoon? Like, they yeah. would fall off. Yeah. That would be a lot of work. He probably the dogs is would getting... be happy. The dog, my dogs <laughs> would be very happy if I was eating like that. Okay, McDonald's. This person gets six McDoubles with no bun and a stack, and they stack two together, so they're eating three four patty sandwiches. I don't think I'd do that. I like McDonald's double cheeseburgers with ketchup only. Yeah, but that many? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm. There's some meat I can gorge on, and then <laughs> other meat, no, not so much. I don't know if McDonald's is meat. Probably not. It's probably potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The last one. I bought a two liter carton of milk and a box of double stuffed Oreos, drank enough milk to put the entire package of Oreos into the carton. Then I proceeded to walk around the mall eating, drinking Oreo sludge. Can you imagine? That sounds actually really good. (laughs) Doesn't it? And at least they were walking. They were walking around the mall. Walking it off. It would take a lot of walking to walk that off. That I can I can share. Oreos is a issue for me. Have you tried the the brownie fudge stuffed Oreos? No. I have some upstairs. I should give you a couple for yes, the road. Yes, I need some. Yes. So really good with Oreo cookies. This is this is a battle Zach and I had a lot. <laughs> oh, I think I remember this. Because he loved Oreos, uh-huh. loved Oreo cookies, so I would buy Oreos, and then they just sit there, and it, and it was his fault because he would always like he would call me at six, okay, I'm closing up and I'm going to be there in a little while, babe, and then it's like an hour later and he's still at work and he still hasn't closed up, and those Oreos they just sit there, <laughs> and and they just they're just sitting there, and and I'm just looking at them and they're they're they look sad like. Oh, they need some attention from Carrie. Yes. So I open them, and I do this every time I get Oreos. I open them, and I get a knife, and I <laughs> slice through every single cookie, and I, I suck out the cream. I eat all the cream. But I put the cookies back together. Oh, my gosh. And then I put them back in the package. <coughs> oh, my gosh. I know. And then Zach, and then I tell Zach, I got you Oreos. And and then he he would... God damn it. Damn you. Damn. Well, then it turns out two years into this, and this has happened uh-huh. several times. Oh, and this time of year, Market Pantry at Target, they have, they're like Oreos, but they're pumpkin cheesecake. Yes. I've seen those. I totally eat the cream out of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I have a cream issue. Like, I have eaten cream out of, like, Bavarian cream donuts. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's just, what I want. Yeah, and it deflates I the donut. I know, and then I just put the donut back. Oh my gosh, you're horrible! And you know, cream out of like Twinkie. I I like cream filled <laughs> stuff. Hashtag what? <laughs> Carrie likes hashtag Carrie likes cream filled stuff. <laughs> wow! So two years into it, he was he, did he accept it? No, two just, years he, into it, I discovered he liked the cookie part better anyway. Oh, and did you just go? What? Now it's not as fun. No, it's still as fun. <laughs> because I'll do it by myself, too. I just like, the, I don't like the cookie part. I like the cream part. I'm the same way. I love the As cream a kid, stuff. I would do that, and then I got in trouble, so I just decided I didn't like Did you like put Oreos. them back in the package? Yeah. 
Yeah, 47 years old, and I still do that. <laughs> I think my latest fat story would have to include the Girl Scout cookies, the coconut, chocolate, caramel. I think they're Samoas. Yes. Oh, my God. Those are so good. So one weekend, I had I had bought, like, all these Girl Scout cookies from someone at work. And Steve likes Thin Mints. I don't like mint and chocolate together. They don't belong together in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, here you go, all your Thin Mints. And then I got the peanut butter sandwich ones because those are fun to dump in milk. And then I got, like, three things of Samoas. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to put all these in the pantry. He comes And this was, like, Friday. He comes home on, like, Monday, and he's like, I thought you said you got three. I'm like, yeah, well, Saturday, Samoas. It was like constantly going back to the pantry. (laughs) I'll just have a couple. Mm, Yummy coconut. And it was bad. I ate a whole package of Girl Scout cookies. Huh. Yeah. Why can't I lose weight? I've never done that. Seriously. I don't do so much of this lately, but I I still do. You're more conscious. You kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Envious. Yeah. I am definitely a lot more conscious and, and. but I still do. I still like sitting there with a spoon. Oh, peanut butter! <laughs> I I agree. <laughs> Seriously, chunky peanut. butter. I know, and I look at it, and I'm like, 15 servings. Screw you, suggested serving size. You don't know me. <laughs> I count two. There's like two servings <laughs> in this jar. Yeah. Fifteen. Steve my will ass. look at me and be like, "Another spoonful of peanut butter, really?" <laughs> Yeah, I finally get to a point where it's like, I just take the spoon in the jar. <laughs> yep. I'm going in my room. We, I have the reusable spoons. I'll throw them away so that I'm not double dipping. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy! You know, I have also bought things that I convinced myself I'm buying for my kids. <laughs> I could... Oh, I did that with the grandkids. But then I hide it. Goldfish. Yeah, and then I hide it. Uh Uh-oh. Because I have no intentions of sharing (laughs) it with the kids. One of the things, like Target, they have those red velvet cookies in the Mm -hmm. bakery. You know, they only Mm -hmm. sell them in threes, thank God. Because if I could buy like a big old package, (laughs) I would totally eat the big old package. But I there's three. So I figure, okay, for me and Kenzie and Skylar. And then I I unpack my groceries and and I take them in my room and I hide them. In your room. And then I eat them <laughs> by myself. And I don't feel any shame at no all. No shame. They're kids. They have to learn to eat healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing them a favor. You are. By hiding the cookies you are. and eating them myself. You're being a good mom. I am. You are. Well, Carrie, I'm going to tell everyone to find you at www.carryonlife.com. That's pressure. Okay. And you can give me you can give me a deadline. All right. So, Thursday of this week, we need this new one posted you said you were ready this week okay look at that face you just made i feel guilty (laughs) can we go with saturday let's go saturday okay i'll post it by saturday saturday which is the 26th okay you have to have it posted by noon by noon (laughs) what if i go out drinking friday night i know you and you're not going to (laughs) i might okay 3 p.m sex all night on friday night all right, 3 p.m. on Saturday. I know you. You could be doing that. <laughs> With those sex shoes. <laughs> bedroom shoes. Be- sorry, bedroom shoes. Sorry. <laughs> Got to be ladylike. I didn't say I was doing sex with those. <laughs> so carryonlife.com by Saturday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, you'll have a new post. A deep post. A deep post. Deep post. Deep thoughts. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you, Janet. You had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, too. And you'll be back soon. Yes, I will. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. You found us once, but can you find us again? Make sure and check out our website at twogirlsandabottleofwine.com. You can listen to us on Podbean, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Rockin' Comedy Radio, iTunes, Stitcher. All of our links can be found on Tumblr and Blogspot. Thanks, and we'll see you again soon.